0: This is Laura Van Arendonkva, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now, to this week's episode. Thank you all for coming back and enjoying. Hey, no looping. Hooray. All right. We got rid of the clone army. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, all right. Thanks everybody. And uh, so here's, here's what today is, uh, as you may be able to see, I have titled this Marketing Who Am I, uh, which is less of an existential crisis and more of a uh, start of a series really. Um, so this will be part one of, I have no idea <laughs> as, as far as we decide to go, but, um, as, as I've mentioned, one of my goals for this is to walk through the business side of uh, writing and creating in general. Um, I'm hoping that this, this is useful for people who are, not, who are artists of other varieties, not just writers. Uh, but I, I'm going to talk most about writing because that is what I do. Um, absolutely nobody likes my visual art at all. I mean, I'm including my mom in this. That's okay, mom. I'm not bitter. I agree with you. It's pretty bad art. Uh, but, uh, the idea here that, uh, we'll all art is art, but we can also make art into a business. So that's what I want to talk about here. Um, this is something that we, we get into art because we like art. Uh, we don't get into art because we like business management. So a lot of writers, you know, start writing because they enjoy stories, and then they're like, "Oh, there's accounting here, and there's marketing, and there's all this, you know, taxes and, and stuff that we have to think about." So, um, so we're going to try to break those down and do those in manageable stages, um, and so that's. The first part of that that we're doing today um, we're gonna we're gonna take our first baby steps into marketing this is going to be pretty basic to start with and I just said I'm doing that on purpose because I want to start with foundational material and build up uh, because it's really really easy I see um, I'm in contact with literally thousands of writers online and through my various uh, organizations and memberships and Facebook groups and and whatnot and I see people get caught up and tangled in this all the time. So I'm trying to offer something that'll be a little more helpful. So you're not trying to start, uh, without a foundation. So that's, that's today's goal. Uh, with that, um, real quickly, uh, if you have a subscription, you don't get the ads, which is great, but I am in no way asking people to pay money. (laughs) If you have an Amazon prime account, I'd love it. If you would use your included free subscription on Twitch to support me. If you don't have an Amazon Prime account, or if you want to use your subscription elsewhere, that's fine. Like I'll be here anyway. So that's, that's where we're going with that. Um, all right. And then the other piece of housekeeping I wanted to throw out, I know my internet connection is not the best right now. And I know that I've been able to, I'm seeing, you know, right now that I'm losing frames and that sort of thing. Uh, we have determined that uh, that's probably due to the lightning strike we took and we have replacement equipment in route, which probably will arrive tomorrow. So, uh, hopefully by next week I'll have a shiny, reliable stream. And if it's a little bit jerky this week, please just be patient, please. And thank you. So, okay, okay. So let's, uh, get started and we're gonna walk through first, like what is marketing and we'll break it down and talk about, um, tonight's specific project is beginning branding. And, um, so let's, let's first talk about what marketing is, because this is something that is a huge and hugely misunderstood concept. So first underscore big, take this, this will be on the test. Marketing is not selling. They are not identical terms. Selling is a part of marketing. It is a small part of marketing, okay? Marketing and selling are not interchangeable terms. And while that seems like a small, pedantic, picky thing to get, you know, uh, round up about, um, that is a huge difference in how you approach it. And it will make marketing a lot easier for you if you don't think of it as selling. And the reason, I have met very few people who are like marketing my favorite, all right? Even fewer people are selling my favorite, all right? So I I I think drawing that is distinction because marketing actually doesn't have to be that bad. There are a few people on this planet who love to sell. Most of us don't fall into that category. But marketing can be way more fun and way easier to do and selling is just a small small part of marketing. So don't get caught up in marketing is about selling because that's going to make marketing harder for you. Selling is that final step at the end where you say, Hey, I have this, whatever, would you like to pay money for it? That's selling. So that is when I offer you here is the buy link for my book. And I'm hoping that you will click that link and give me money. All right. So that is selling. Advertising is when, Hey, I have this book available. Did you know? And um so I'm specifically letting you know, I'm specifically informing about a product that I have available for sale. Branding is when I tell you about me and the kinds of things that I produce. So, I'm actually working on these I'm actually listing these in reverse order. So, we get to selling because we have done advertising. We get to advertising because we have done marketing. If we do them in the wrong order, we annoy people and we get very few sales. So if I walk into, if I knock on your door and I say, hi, my name's Laura, here's a book. Do you want to give me money? You're probably going to slam that door. That's fair, okay, um, That's I'm just annoying people. If I uh, If you think about it, if you've ever shown up at a family event And somebody arrived with their multi-level marketing catalog, and you just no, okay. Selling out of order is really, really annoying. So we don't like it, and that's why selling gets bad reputation. That's why marketing gets bad reputation. But selling is just a small part of marketing. So we're going to work our way through this timeline. And um, so tonight we're specifically going to talk about branding. And if I'm just encouraging you to do a little mental, mental check on this. Um, if you find yourself, you know, Oh, I hate this, or I'm resisting, or uh, I feel really awkward about this or whatever, stop, step back. You're probably thinking about selling rather than about marketing. Marketing does not have to feel squicky. It does not have to feel like, uh, let me just put it this way. I'm from the Midwest, right? (laughs) Like we don't talk about ourselves. We don't talk about money. We don't ask people for like, no. Okay. Um, and I can still do marketing. So just bear with me. It'll work out. I promise. So, um, here is a really big thing. I don't know if anybody actually ever spelled this out for me, but I figured this out some years ago and it made my life so much easier. Uh, when we talk about, uh, marketing and selling and the whole thing. One big part of marketing, I mean, a big part of marketing is filtering out people who are not your customer. And if that sounds weird, it's fine. I'll take a second. Um, so, oh, hey, we have a Christie in the stream. Welcome, welcome. And thank you. So, um, yeah. So where was I? Oh Yeah. Sorry, I got excited <laughs> um, a, a big part of marketing that you need to recognize because it will make your job so much easier is part of marketing is to filter out people who are not my customer and this catches people off guard a lot because they they look and they think, oh, you know I, I need to sell to as many people as possible. I need to pull in as many people as possible the more people I reach, okay, yes, on some degree you want to, uh, do that first step with as many people as you can. So you have as many people as possible who will choose to continue with you or not. But that first step needs to start filtering. So let's say, because I know this sounds weird. Let's say I write a fairly niche genre. I have a, I have a new series of my paranormal fly fishing romance. Um, it's great. It involves time travel, it involves fly fishing romance. (laughs) It's, it's, it's great. Um, but not, not everybody is into fly fishing romance. So, um, there is a, a, a reader, a voracious reader, a very enthusiastic reader, uh, reviews everything she reads. Fantastic. You know, everybody's ideal, ideal customer. And she's searching for a new book, but she's looking for, uh, a space opera with werewolves. Um, so, as she's coming down, you know the, the 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 book fair or the library shelf or browsing through Amazon or wherever, and she encounters me for the first time. She's not looking for what I have on offer. She's a fantastic reader for someone else. If she's looking for space opera and I give her fly fishing romance, she's uh she's not gonna be satisfied. And I just said she's a great reviewer, she's a great reader, and she reviews everything. Uh, I don't want her being a sad, unhappy reader and leaving me a review. That's not gonna do me any long-term favors. Okay, it is not worth getting that one sale for the today that will hurt me long term. And that's not just a genre thing. That is a tone thing. That is that is a lot of stuff that goes into branding. So I'm just going to save time because we're going to talk about it in a second. Um, but I need to start filtering people out as quickly as I'm trying to bring them in. So don't be afraid to get rid of some people with your branding because that's one of its jobs. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that makes sense. So we'll see. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, getting people, um, I, I would rather get people out of my funnel early on when they don't cost me time, money, and energy. Whereas if I, you know, get acquiring customers is expensive. Acquiring readers is expensive, both in, in all of your resources. So if they're not going to be a great reader for me, meaning I'm not going to meet their needs and wants, then let's part, let's, let's save time, right? Oh, you know what? It's not you. It's me. It's not me. It's you. Bye. And, um, so yeah, that's what I'm after. Okay. So with that in mind, being aware that your branding might push people away and that's okay. Now we can start to think about what is a brand, what is, and so the way, the easy, easy way to think about this is, um, I I try to think of it as what is a mood? What is a tone? What can my reader expect from me? I'm a little bit of a weird case and I'll talk about that later. Um, we're going to start with much easier. (laughs) So, um, but think about the mood, think about the experience that your reader is wanting to have. That is the brand. And this gets really huge and daunting, really fast. If you go and take a professional branding class, they will talk about uh, your story as a creator and your reader's story um, and and the interaction of those two stories and characteristics and themes and values and what colors are the best representation and what symbology and which typeface is the best representation of your particular reader journey. It it can get extremely overwhelming. A lot of that's good stuff and there's a reason people go to school for marketing degrees, but, but that's really a lot for the average writer to start with. Um, especially if you're self-publishing or if you're responsible for your own marketing, uh, with a traditional, uh, book it's that's too much. <laughs> let's not, let's not start there. So my cheat, um, cause I was just, I was just writing about this, um, in my, in my business for business for authors book, which is in progress, I swear. My cheat is to pick a national brand to start. So don't overthink this. This is not something you have to present a paper on. I just want you to get an emotional... Yeah, that's me. So are you more KFC or Long John Silvers? Are you more L.L. Bean or Vera Bradley? Are you more Payless Shoes or... I don't know. I don't shop enough to be able to do this, (laughs) but pull out, um, I mean, more Target or Walmart. Okay. And just, just grab onto one of those. Don't think about it. And then you're not talking about you personally. You're talking about what your books are, you know, what your, um, what your product line is. And don't overthink about this. Don't, don't try to justify it. Just go with a feel. Um, there is a There is a collection of messages that have been very carefully crafted by people who spent millions of dollars to craft these messages. That is why Target and Walmart feel different. I don't want you to analyze those messages. I want you to just grab on which one of those is you. So, um, uh, if you, Let's say you write really, uh, high charged, adrenalized, um, fast paced action thrillers or something. Um, and so you're thinking Mountain Dew. I'm just making stuff up here work with me. Um, and I'm going to point out there's, this isn't old laid back hillbilly Mountain Dew. This is reinvented extreme sports fan Mountain Dew because you can redo your branding and reinvent your brand if you want to. So don't panic that you have to get this 100% perfect, uh, on the first try, uh, Mountain Dew cer- certainly reinvented themselves. Um, so I am going to just, uh, throw out that I was thinking about this today when I realized I was going to talk about this, my brand, um, my national brand for this particular video channel, this, uh, thing that we're doing right now, I was like, okay, how would I describe that? And I'm going to call it REI which is a uh hiking and camping uh cooperative store, if you're not familiar with it. And I was thinking about, okay, why, why is that? Because I want it to be something of an adventure, but I want it to be a cooperative adventure. Um it's lots of lots of focus on community, lots of um you know, a little bit of do-it-yourselfness to this. So I want, you know, I mean I want to equip people to be able to take this, but I want it to be a socially responsible communal adventure. So that's um, that's kind of why I was realized okay so I grabbed RAI and then I broke down why did I feel that was a a match so if this is making sense so far give me a little hey-o in the comments and if this is making no sense whatsoever tell me that <laughs> and I can I can move faster or slower depending on how we're doing so okay um, so n- now I've I've got a, a big picture brand that somebody else has put a lot of money in to developing. So like I said if you know it's Mountain Dew or um or uh, uh what's the Fluvogs the shoe, right? I think that's a shoe. <laughs> um, or uh you know Coke versus Pepsi or whatever, um there is a lot of you know, a lot of money has been put, a lot of effort has been put into developing those brands. So I am shamelessly piggybacking off their work because once I say, okay, uh, my line of thrillers is, um, it's very, uh, new adult, So, uh, very, you know, and I, I'm just going to, I'm going to link that with Mountain Dew. Okay. Now I've got a bunch of adjectives that can go with it. Um, and now I can, you know, I can look at Mountain Dew's branding to get ideas for mine. And I might even lift some of their color palette or something. Again, I can, I can let them do some of the heavy lifting with me. This is not shamelessly picking up Coke's (laughs) complete brand and walking away with it. Don't do that. Um, It won't work for you. And uh, that, that uh, dynamic ribbon device is trademarked. All right. But you can get some ideas. Okay. Is, is my work more Coke or Pepsi? Okay. Now let me lean into what makes those two distinct brands and which one can I, can I lean on to borrow ideas from? So hopefully that's how that's working. All right. Um, so, um, sorry, I lost myself in my notes here. Okay. So now that we've got mood, now that we've got experience that we want our, our reader to have, um, remember that your book is part of your marketing Right, your book is part of your brand, so um, you're not trying to invent something from, from scratch. You're inventing things to go along with what you already have. Um, then you can start thinking about, okay, what are the colors that best represent this this feel? So, um, again, for this particular video channel, I'm tending to use a lot more. I'm finding more oranges and things, colors that I pretty much never use in my own daily life. Um, I'll have orange in October and that's it. Um, But it's a very adventurous, energetic color. So uh, it just started happening as I was putting together graphics for this sort of thing. So um, yeah, so uh, kind of looking at, sorry, I'm pulling from the chat, looking at the base building blocks that make those brands brands that's a perfect way to put it put it we're just looking we're cheating we're finding a house of cards that's already built and then we're looking at how they did it um, we're taking taking uh ideas from there and borrowing them for us so all right and then you know when you when you have all this uh, stuff that you'll find online about building an aesthetic and picking out typefaces and you know what kind of logo and your color palettes and how many colors can you have in a palette and all of this stuff um, and I think, honestly, a lot of that is overdone uh, for, it. not that it's not important stuff, it's that it's more work up front than I think the average author needs to be doing. We need to start with the, just the foundation level, just the concepts, and pick up the other stuff as we need it. Uh, don't sit down and spend 16 hours working out a color palette uh, before you have the emotion you need if that makes sense all right sorry i'm trying to catch up with the chat here give me one second okay all right so uh so natalie's looking at differentiating between two books two types of book and um yeah the absolutely so she, uh you know friendly entry-level casual upbeat paint by numbers those wine and paint nights wine and paint nights it's great I, I mean that's a great way to think of it because that is positively right there. That is a phrase that encapsulates an entire mood and you can easily build off of that. So that's, that's good. And then she says, the other is more big picture, thoughtful, growth oriented, Skillshare or masterclass. Yeah. Fantastic. So one is wine and paint. One is masterclass. Easy to distinguish between those once you get them broken out in your head. So, oh, fantastic example. Okay. All right. So, um, as you're putting, putting your, uh, your beginning branding together and guys, just, just keep this loose in the, in the beginning, just jot stuff down, let it start to gel on its own. Uh, do not, you know, write this in ink and it can never change. I want you to just play with this. Um, and it's one of those things that the harder you squeeze, the harder it is to hold on to, but if you just kind of cup it together, it starts to gel. Okay. So Uh, that, um, so now, once we've got our brand, um, our beginning brand, we can start thinking about how we want to present this to a potential reader. And I'm gonna sound just a little bit fake here and I want you to hold on because I'm not, that's not what I'm, where I'm going. But think about what you can maintain because this, you're, what this is is this is a persona that you're going to present. It doesn't have to be like, I have to be a fake person walking around. That's not where I'm going with this. But in your marketing, which is everything you're doing that pertains to any form of interaction with a potential reader, um, there needs to be consistency and it needs to be credible. It needs to be plausible and believable. So for example, I am never going to be able to sustain a sweet romance persona. That is, you know, I've got friends there that's authentic for them. I got way too much snark in me. It's never. it's, you know, it's just not, I'm not going to be able to maintain sweet. Okay. Now, again, this is not about me faking a representation to the rest of the planet, but there's a going to be, I'm going to be writing newsletters. I'm going to be, uh, you know, on social media. I'm going to be doing a lot of different things that are going to require me to be, uh, consistent and convincing. And I need to be, so if you're, if you're looking at this and you're like, Oh my gosh, then I'm never going to be able to do this. It might not actually be what you have done. All right. Step back, make sure you get the right feel. Um, so this is a little bit of a lit- litmus test because if you're looking at your fly fishing romance, but you hate going outdoors <laughs> or something, you are know, like, okay, did, did I write that book? Is, is this the right feel? You know, what is, uh, what, what is this? What can I break down? All right. So when you think about what you can maintain and then think about, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to call it personality type, but don't over, don't go too deep into that phrase. I'm just, it's just, it's just a placeholder. Really think about how, what's your level of enthusing? Um, are you calm? Are you perky? <laughs> Whatever. And this is, this is where you and the brand need to find a comfortable resting place. So I naturally am pretty open and eff- effervescent. Um, <laughs> I wonder what Laura is thinking said nobody ever, right? <laughs> like it's just, it's, out, it's all out there all the time. Um, but if I were writing a fairly staid, reliable, uh, uh, historical fiction, that's, uh, you know serious and dramatic uh perky is probably not the first word that should come to mind when thinking about that brand okay so um, this again you're not you're not being something you're not you're just looking to make sure am I going to be comfortable wearing this brand for a while okay so um and just a mo just a Tiny little side note on introvert versus extrovert because uh, I'm an ambivert. I get to have opinions because I'm right there in the middle. Um, but I see all the time people talking about, well, marketing is difficult because I'm an introvert. I can't do uh, a newsletter or I can't do you know whatever, fill in the blank, it doesn't matter, because I'm an introvert. So uh, I got some news for you guys. The writing career is designed For introverts, there is no better place for you to be. And being an introvert does not make marketing harder because you're still 100% in charge of what's going on. All right. So being an introvert, which, by the way, just point of clarification, has nothing to do with being shy. It means you recharge by being away from people as opposed to recharging by being energized by other people. So, but being an introvert. If you uh, write a newsletter every month or every other month, let's say it's every month. So every month you take, I don't know, let's go crazy and say an hour and you take an hour to write a newsletter in a month. That gives you a whole month to recharge before you have to do it again. All right. So being an introvert is not a handicap and I do not, There is an awful lot floating around online about how being an introvert makes it all of this harder. And that is either misunderstood or just excuses. So sorry, tough talk, we'll be okay. Um, Likewise, being an extrovert is not an advantage or a disadvantage. Because if you love energy, if you energize off of other people and you only get to, you only write your newsletter once a month, you're going to have to find someplace else to get, in get your energy from. And that's just fine. There's lots of options. Okay. I'm just saying that that, um, don't, don't let that, don't let somebody tell you that should make a difference because it really shouldn't. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, it, wh- whatever your personal personality type, not your brand, whatever your personal personality type is, if you match it, if you've found a brand that you can stick with, um, it's, it's not about being something that you're not. It's not about faking. It's not about trying to have an energy level that you don't naturally have. Uh, you're, you're just representing your work and you can do it in small doses at your comfort level. So hopefully got that. All right. Oh yeah. Chris Christie's pointing out, you don't even have to deliver it in person. It goes via email, right? Like, absolutely. It's, this is, guys, this, this is great for you in 2020. It's still possible. We can do this. Okay. So just again, make sure you have a persona that you can maintain that you're not going to feel super fake or exhausted by trying to maintain. If I, like I said, if I'm trying to do sweet romance, I'm going to feel like I'm faking that the whole time and I'm not going to like it. So that's a good sign that it's not an accurate brand for my work. Because if I felt, if I was able to immerse in it enough to create, um, I should be able to sustain it as a brand. So, okay. Um, all right. So now let's look at, I've I've taken my pieces and I'm starting to gather them and I'm getting some things like, okay, this is the mood. These are the themes that are important to me. Um, I didn't really talk about that much, but, but this is pretty easy to grab on your own. Um, I just, I don't tend to start with them because I, uh, sometimes I think it makes people overthink, (laughs) but, uh, once you start grabbing the other things, then you look at your work and like, okay, what are, what are things that tend to show up? So found family is a big one in, um, in my Shard of Elan series. Uh, and if you look at, uh, any of my fiction, uh, or, uh, or, or my nonfiction as well, this is actually what helped me to discover this is, um, both my fiction and my nonfiction ultimately have themes of empowering those who have no power or, uh, giving a voice, giving agency to those who did not think they had agency. And, uh oh, okay, great. Like that's something I can work with. That's something that I can, I can lean into and help to maintain and represent. So, um, so I've, I've gathered these pieces together. Now I'm going to start looking at actual marketing. Okay. So we're going to start putting stuff out there. Um, and again, I'm going to start with always look at this as what is doable for you. What is natural for you? There are some things I'm going to ask you to do that will feel uncomfortable and a little bit of a reach, but uncomfortable and a little bit of a reach and straight up nope, uh, are not the same thing. So, uh, for example, um, social media, (laughs) a lot of people, uh, it's, it's really easy to get uh, caught up in, oh, in order to market, I have to be on every social media platform and I have to be, I have to have this insane number of followers and I have to do, do this, this and this, um, probably not. Like I can tell you definitely, as far as being on all the social media, definitely not. But um, there's a lot of you must do's that aren't must do's. Now there are a couple must do's. We'll get there. But I just, we're starting with what is doable. So if, you know, somebody tells you, oh, TikTok is the hot new platform and you have got to be on TikTok and blah, 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 blah. Just maybe if that's not the best place for your brand, then don't do it. The end. Okay. So. I, I, I am, I will never forget how incredibly old I felt when I realized I had no interest in doing Snapchat and I had, it wasn't worth my time. Yeah. I might pick up a few readers there, but it's not, it's not worth it. So, um, so I'll just be old and crotchety over here. Thanks. All right. So, um, so let's, uh, let's move on to what marketing is not. Uh, we're spending a lot of time with what is. Um, I mentioned I'm from the Midwest. We don't talk about ourselves. We don't promote ourselves. This is it. And I remember I was at one writer's conference um, and Jane Friedman, who's a very big name in the industry, if you're not uh, familiar. And she uh, was speaking to this Midwest writer's conference. And she's like, guys, you guys have to stop giving Midwesterners. You have to talk about yourselves. Okay. But only to a degree, you know, if I'm, if I need to pitch myself to a, to a publisher, absolutely. I need to do it. Um, marketing is not as much talking about myself. It's not as much self-promotion as you may have been led to believe. Again, we're talking about, excuse me, leaning into our brand. How many Pepsi ads do you see that are that end with buy Pepsi on the screen. Okay. That's selling. That is less, uh, that's not effective for one. Um, there's a reason they don't do that. Um, but also that's really annoying and you wouldn't sit through these ads. So, okay. <laughs> Christy's joining me in the old, we all, in the old people. We don't understand Snapchat club. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, sorry, can't do this. Um, uh, so if, uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to just talk about me all the time in marketing. That's nobody in the, is, marketing is, uh, think of it as you're showing up in any social event. And if I just show up in a social event and talk about myself, boring, annoying, probably not effective for selling. Okay. So we are just, we're just putting our brand out there. Again, we are fishing for people who connect with it. So I put my fly paranormal fly fishing romance out there. And somebody who's searching for middle grade kidlet comes by, goes, paranormal fly fishing romance, no, and keeps going. My brand did its job. I have not failed. I have filtered a person out who was not a match for me. Okay, so that's my first win. Somebody else comes by and goes, paranormal fly fishing ro- are you kidding? That sounds amazing. Ah, second win. Okay. So now that person's going to come engage with me and pick up the next piece of marketing. So what I'm doing to pick up, to gather those people to start that filtration is I'm, (laughs) I'm just going to keep running with this paranormal fly fishing romance. Okay. Those are three things that I can be using. So I'm putting out um, you know, little paranormal hooks like, Oh, did. Here's a, here's a true ghost story. Oh, here's a, uh, uh, here's, here's a new thing on fly. I don't even know enough about fly fishing to, to make up. Here's something on tying flies. I think that's a thing. Um, and a oh, romance I'm going to lean into, um, let's say this is a sweet romance instead of steamy. So I've got some, uh, first date ideas. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. It doesn't matter. Um, the, the point is I'm putting things out there for people to say, oh, I'm interested in that. Let me follow that a little bit on, or, oh, I have zero interest in that move on, which is still my branding doing its job. So, um, so if you think about it, you show up at that family gathering or, um, that, that icebreaker work party or, you know, whatever. Um, and you just kind of, you walk into the room and you're like, oh gosh, here we are. The person who's standing there with the multi-level marketing catalog, hard pass. All right. Somebody over there and they're, you know, they pull out their phone and you see that they're checking a photo and it's got a prominent puppy picture on it. And they're like, and then, you know, they start texting back and more puppy pictures appear and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Why are you getting puppy pictures? And please share. Okay. That is marketing. That is, uh, I, I, I see what you have and I want to connect with that. Um, so you find out that you and this person both have pets. And so you start sharing pet photos. So you weird out, uh, you nerd out over that one weird niche fact in your hobby. Um, and, uh, so you're, you're find some common ground that is interesting to both of you. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> seekers helping me out. Yes, people tie flies. Good. All right. <laughs> um, so you are connecting over something that you both find interesting. You didn't walk up to this person and be like, "Hey, I have books about dogs. Do you like dogs?" Okay, that's a little per- a little pushy, but you started putting dog stuff out there. they put dog stuff out there and you connected over that.) Um. <laughs> I just saw Natalie just put in the chat I have to read this she's like at the end of the at the end of this I'm gonna need some paranormal fly fishing romance your ghostly ways are so alluring you cast a spell over me in the moment when you cast your line so yeah okay the, well there's group project there we go okay um, <laughs> so um, where am I going okay sorry I got totally distracted by fl- fly fishing romance puns um, so. Where I'm going me back up, selling to most of us is terrifying. That's walking into the room and being like, "Hey, buy my stuff." Not fun. Connecting with people over stuff you like and they like, way more doable. Okay, we have all had the experience of being on public transit, you know, in a in an airport. Something. Think of something in a world before 2020. Um, when you were in a room with a stranger and you're like, oh, I, had kill- I like silly cat jokes too. <laughs> Would you like to see my kitten pictures? You know, these are my favorite cat videos on the internet. Um, and so finding that thing that you're both interested in that you can discuss safely and anonymously, that was marketing right there. You just didn't have any reason to take it further. So um, so yeah, think of it in that way and it becomes a lot less terrifying. Okay. Now I wanted to throw in a caveat to very quickly, which is if you are a new writer, if you, um, or I don't, I don't even necessarily mean like, um, if you've just started writing, but if you do not have a catalog of published material, but especially if you have just, you know, more started working on this, take all this information in, keep it, do not spend time on it right now. Uh, there is way too much freaking pressure in the writer community right now that is um, on on building your platform and and getting followers and getting fans and getting subscribers and all this stuff before you even have a book. What are you getting them for? (laughs) Okay. Like, um, you know, you're in, it is, you're inviting people into a sales funnel when there is no conclusion. All right. I am, I'm going to say it's, way, way better use of your resources to invest that time in developing your craft, editing your book, getting an absolute phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal product, um, that then you can take that and build on and get those people invested in what you already have to offer and then sell them something at the end. Um, but if you put all that work into your brand, and your craft wasn't there yet, your book wasn't edited the way it should be. And it's just not as solid as it should be. You have one chance to make a first impression. You got all those people to come with you. You gave them a product and they're like, "Ah, okay, I'm done now. Okay. And, and you haven't made them fans for life. So you only have so much time and energy in the world. First, make your book awesome craft, uh, is your first priority, then work on marketing. Um, and you can spend more time on marketing when you have more products to sell. Uh, so if you think about if there's a new store opening and, um, you know, and they've got signs and they've got promotions and they've got, you know, specials and all of these things. And so you show up on the opening day and the store looks amazing, but there's nothing on the shelves. You're done. And you've already done, you've already had your excitement for the opening. Right? So that's it. You're not going to drum up that level of excitement again. So don't push on it until you have some things to sell. So, um okay, Christy, yes, good excellent question in the chat, and we're gonna get there. I'm just taking my own sweet time doing it. She asks, um, is there a happy amount of social media? I get overwhelmed easily by the tons of platforms. Good news, I'm gonna recommend. You have two, <laughs> you could possibly have more than that, but I'm going to say two, maybe three as a primary, but we'll, we'll talk about that. So, okay. Oh yeah. And, uh, some more agreement on the, uh, way too much pressure to get, um, a complete author. Pl- it, guys, it's not a kit. Right, like you don't sit down and build it in an afternoon, and then suddenly you poof, you have offer platform and it's done. Uh, don't do that to yourselves. That's unrealistic. It's not fair, and it's it's not fair to you. It's not fair to your readers. Like don't do that. Um, you know, take the time, get yourself some amazing books. Um, it's so much easier to market a good book than a bad book. So much easier. Not that the latter is impossible. It's certainly been done. But why make your life hard? <laughs> okay. So focus on, focus on craft first, get several book. You only, you can certainly start marketing with one book, but if you're going to put that much time and energy into your marketing, sell a couple of books out of it. That's my plan. So, okay. All right. So now as we're starting to put together a marketing plan, again, I want you to kind of let this come together organically, because it's very, very easy to just start absorbing ideas that you're told you need to do. So you need to be on social media. You need to be doing this. You need to be having this kind of advertising. You need to be doing this kind of promotion maybe. Okay. So take it. And also again, it's not a kit. You don't sit down in an afternoon and have your marketing is done. Okay. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Take your time, test things, uh, drop that, pick up this, oh, we're keeping this, and that kind of thing, and take it as you go. It's so easy to burn yourself out if you just go at this full throttle and expect it to be amazing in a week. That is not fair to you. Don't do it. Okay. Um, So, as you're looking, though, at the kinds of things, okay, I, I my fly fishing romance, <laughs> my, my paranormal fly fishing romance, um, I've got ghost stories, I've got sweet romance, I've got outdoors, adventure, camping, hiking, you know, that kind of thing. You know, I've, I've got these different feelings and moods and, and such to uh, to, uh, to play with here that's where I'm going to start pulling out some ideas. So, okay. Um, I've, I, I'm personally, I'm going on a hike. I will, uh, I'm going to start, put I'm going to talk about this hike that I'm planning. I'm going to uh, put some information out on, um, which streams are the best for this particular hike and this particular fly fishing. And, um, I'm going to, uh, share, oh, you know what? My friend, um, uh, my friend Rhonda did a a book on haunted hospitals. I'm going to mention that. I'm going to promote her book with haunted hospitals, but people will know that I pointed them just towards some good ghost stories. And, and so you just start pulling things like that out and those are going to start filling up your hopper of, of uh, things to share. And again, I'm looking for the strangers who also like cat pictures. Okay, So um, just think of it as I can find things that are that are good for my particular niche that I, other people who like those things would like my stuff. So I'm just building up on that sort of thing. Um, and uh, so that is, then when I'm starting to put together my newsletter, when I'm starting to put together my, my social media, um, those are the kind of things I'm going to share. Those can be news articles. Those can be recommendations um, either of, here's my favorite hikes in this region of the country, Or here are recommendations for other books that are similar to mine. You know, those are, um, uh, you know, recommendations are fine. And recommendations are great because I'm not, I'm asking people to buy things, but I'm not asking them to buy them from me. All right. So it doesn't feel like direct selling. It's a, Hey, I enjoyed this. You might too. If I am good at picking good things and I become a reliable source of good recommendations, Then when I say, oh, and I have this from me, people have already developed a habit of trusting me because I, I offer good stuff, if that makes sense. So hopefully that'll, that'll work there. Okay. Um, so, uh, as I said, I, I, I have a couple of social media that are my primary focus. That's where I spend my most time on. I have others that I have a presence on, but are not focus areas for me. So for example, And by the way, I'm, I'm going to give you my personal examples, but this is positively not a recipe. This is what works for me. Please match to yourself. Okay. So one of the social media platforms that I do spend a lot of time on is Facebook, uh, because I have a, my, my readership uh, does exist on Facebook. Um, and that's going to vary a little bit by genre and demographics. So again, no, know where you want to go. Um, So I have an author page on Facebook. Whatever I post on that author page automatically through the magic of if then, then that appears on Tumblr where I also have an account, but my presence on Tumblr is extremely limited. I scroll through Tumblr occasionally. I like a couple of posts. I have very, very little actual Tumblr engagement. Okay. I don't spend my time on Tumblr, but my posts, my, my stuff on my Facebook author page appears on Tumblr so that people on Tumblr who know I exist can, can pick it up there without having to come to Facebook. So I'm just repurposing my Facebook content without creating extra effort for myself. But because my engagement on Tumblr is so low, I don't pretend that that is a strong point in my marketing plan. I hope that makes sense. Um, But that's a way that you can focus on one or two areas, but still have a little bit of overspray into other social media. It's just that um, if you're not, the key thing about social media is the word social. If you're not engaged going back and forth and having real life conversations with like an actual human, uh, you're not going to get traction there. That's my goal is not to get traction on Tumblr. My goal is that if somebody on Tumblr sees one of my posts because somebody else reblogged it and they look at that and they go, oh my gosh, that was a phenomenal, you know, snippet or uh, what a great story she told her, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm gonna, I wonder who that is. And she clicks on my name and follows that back to Facebook or my website or something. Then it's done its job. But I'm not taking the time to engage on Tumblr because that is not a great return on investment for me. It's not the best use of my time. So yeah, um, oops, sorry, just knock something down. Um, what the, the, uh, app that I use to do some of that management is called if then, then that, if this, then that, sorry, I F T T T. Uh, and so you can, uh, quickly hop online and grab that and link a bunch of things together and, uh, it's great. Um, so yeah, so if I have, if I post something on Instagram, that image then appears on my Facebook author page. So it's a way I can uh, do a little repurposing and get extra traction and get extra mileage out of my effort. Excuse me. I'm a lazy, the more work I can, the more, the more results I can get with less work, the better. But again, without, I, I just need to be aware if I'm not active on that platform, it's not really part of my marketing. It's just at that point, I would at best say it's, um, it's still technically part of marketing. It is advertising as opposed to, uh, interactive engagement, which is way better. So. Okay. Um, so I mentioned earlier that I'm a little bit of a weird case I'm going to throw this out because it will come up, it will come up, but, uh, let me just say that this is definitely a case of do as I say, not as I do. Um, so I, I, I have the luxury of not needing to survive off my writing income, uh, which is great. Okay, so if, if I have uh, if I have a bad month, I don't starve and I don't lose my house. So this is this is a good thing. Because of that, I have made the choice to do some things differently in my career that I would do in in a different way if I did have to live purely off my royalties. So I do not write to market in the same way that some of my friends write to market. Um, there is, that is not a good or bad moral judgment. That is a purely pragmatic choice on their part and my part. So, uh, just be aware that some of these are, these are choices that you can make depending on your situation. So I write both fiction and nonfiction and the fiction that I write is in several different genres. And I do this all under the same name. Not the best choice from a, <laughs> from a marketing standpoint. Um, so what as time in the beginning, I tried to keep everything distinct and um, and it was a lot of time and effort. As time has passed, I have just brought everything together and I brand as me rather than I brand as an epic fantasy writer or a, an animal behavior writer or a uh, geeky mystery writer, or you know pick pick something, okay? Um, now the people who are doing this in a more financially efficient fashion, right? You know, again, there's no moral judgment. These are matched to your needs, right? Um, so I have, uh, uh, a friend I know she is the sole provider for her multi-purpose household off of her writing income. She has multiple pen names. She writes very specifically to market with this distinct brand for each pen name. And she is able to make way more money than I make because she has set up that system. I am branding as myself. I am Laura, who has uh, lots of opinions, good science, presentable, presented in a fun and accessible way, and with some epic feels along as we go. That is me, <laughs> and it might be epic fantasy or it might be geeky mystery. Or it might be uh, how to socialize your young dog. Okay, but that's all me. So that is more work for less return. And it requires me to break out of my Midwest comfort place and, and do more self-promotion because it is more specifically about me because I need people to pick it up because it's me, not because they'd like that, that uh, feel. Okay. So that is an option. I'm just telling you that it's probably not the starter plan. So, um, so there we go. Put that out there. Okay. Um, so if you have, and uh, so much of this stuff is about making decisions. I'm going to do an entire, uh, session later on, defining success and how success can be different for different people. And and there's many ways to get there if there are many different goals. So that's a thing that'll happen later. But in the meantime, uh, right now, I'm just going to say, think about what your situation is and don't set your goals or your marketing plans according to someone else's situation. If you have, and I've seen some of the people in my writing groups, they're like, I don't I don't want to be a career writer. Like I have this one book that I want to get out, fiction or nonfiction or whatever. I have this one book that I want to get out and that's it. That person is going to have an incredibly different marketing plan than somebody who wants to be writing for the next 30 or 40 years and hopes to make that their primary source of income. Okay, those marketing plans are going to look completely different. One is I need to maximize this particular one-off book. And one of these is I need to do a slow, I can do a slow build because I need maximum gains at the end. Okay. So if you have the time uh, to, if you're, if you're planning a long-term career, I would say, take your time to slow build into this and develop relationships. Uh, Relationship is um, it's going to take time. It's going to take that engagement on the social media. By the way, social media is not for selling. Social media is terrible for selling. Some, finally, within the last couple of years, the community, uh, the writing community is starting to get onto this. Uh, but so many times I see people still trying to sell on social media. And no, social media is for maintaining relationships um, and and maintaining your brand and keeping people engaged with your brand. It's not that great for selling. So just understand that. Um, but it's great for building relationships. That's where I can share, Oh, here's this, uh, here's this creepy, creepy experience that happened to me last night. It's my house haunted. Okay. That's where I can share, um, Oh, here's this, uh, adorable, adorable cat video, or, you know, I can do things to keep people engaged with me to keep connected with that mood that experience, all of those things that I want to go go into my brand. Um, And the more that I take the time to build that and build that, I'm going to borrow from my behavior world, that history of reinforcement, um, the more resilient that relationship will be. So if I then one day drop a dud (laughs) and then be like, oh, you know, she's been pretty cool for the last two years. Like like, that was a one-off that was weird. Um, Or uh the more that they're likely to try something um because i'm i'm in enough to be trustworthy so if you think about like you encounter a new brand of potato chip or cookie or whatever it's the first time you've ever heard of this brand and you try it yeah okay it might be fine like but unless it's amazing you're probably not going to try it again because you'll, you know, you've got something else that you like or, you know, whatever. Um, but if you have been, if you're very familiar with that brand and if they've done a great job of marketing, so you have a whole host of emotional content that goes along with that brand, whether or not you've ever tasted their cookie. Okay. Because they've done their branding so well, um, then even if that cookie's okay, you'll probably try it again because there's a whole host of emotional content that goes along with that brand which is why people spend millions of dollars on branding and marketing. Um, So, you know, and that marketing will carry through a subpar cookie. Um, You can have a one-off experience and the marketing will carry you through. So, um, so that's not something you get with, oh, this is my first exposure and my first, my first taste, right? So take the time to build that relationship. Take the time to, 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 build that history of reinforcement to become that reliable source for recommendations to become that, Oh man, I can always go to her when I need a laugh or, you know, whatever the case may be. So that, um, then when you say, and by the way, I have this product, they're going to be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. We're in, we're in. Okay. Um, so this was a lot of concepts. Uh, there will be practical content, um, but I want I wanted to start with these foundational things because this is stuff that again, is not obvious and not and, and is not always presented in the easiest way. And so uh, so we're going to take it pieces at a time so you can reliably build on it and not feel overwhelmed. But there is some homework. So um, anytime you are trying to see if something gets better, you have to track it. So if I want to see if my marketing is effective, I need some way to know, what it's doing. Um, so I have to start writing numbers down. Now there are useful metrics, things like how many books are selling and there are vanity metrics that are just numbers that just may or may not have any real value. Frequently you'll see vanity metrics floated around when somebody's trying to get you to spend money with them. So we will put, Oh, I got, I got a great one the other day. Um, They they wanted me to advertise them and they're like, We will put your book 300 times, we will tweet your book 300 times a month to our 30,000 followers. I was like, Okay, okay, hold on, let's look at this. You're gonna tweet my book 300 times a month. That means you're gonna send 10 tweets a day just with a buy link to my book to your 30,000 followers. Well, you have 30,000 followers and you're tweeting my book just 10 times a day. And I know you're doing this for other people. So, how many sales tweets? a day are you sending out? Are any of those 30,000 followers, one, real, (laughs) okay? Two, looking at those tweets with an interest in purchasing a book. Not a chance, okay? Completely useless numbers. Even if those 30,000 followers exist, it is a useless metric because those are not people interested in buying books. They're just getting tweets thrown at their head. So, um, Oh, Natalie says, today I learned marketing books is like recalling a dog off a running squirrel. Exactly. I am building such a strong history of reinforcement that when I say, and I have this to offer, the default answer is, of course, yes. Why would I hesitate? Okay, that's exactly, yes. Good. All right. Um, So, Useful metrics are things that I can see how many people are signing up for my newsletter, how many people are purchasing a book when I, when I do make it available. These are things that will tell me if my marketing is working. Vanity metrics, how many followers do I have? Maybe or maybe not useful to your marketing thing. Okay, so don't get hung up on how if you have 50,000 followers, but only three of them are actually engaged with what you're posting, those 50,000 followers don't mean anything. Okay. If you have 50 followers, but every time you post, they are on it and they share and they click through and they react. Those 50 are gold. All right. So hopefully that makes sense. So, all right. So we're going to do, you're going to get a spreadsheet, uh, Excel, Google sheets, whatever, whatever your spreadsheet thing is. And I know writers and spreadsheets don't get along. Do not fear the spreadsheet. Do not let the spreadsheet bully you, okay? We're going to start with easy use of spreadsheets. We're going to slowly ease in and you can can desensitize to the spreadsheet. Um, You will need it later, but we're starting with just the training wheels of the spreadsheet. Um, Don't let it bully you. So what I want you to do is uh, open up your spreadsheet. I've got uh, my sheet, and I probably should have made a mock-up to show you guys, but I've got um, down across the top is where it just has the first day of each month. So January 1st, February 1st, March 1st, sorry, 2020 happened, I momentarily forgot.